Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Well, welcome back to Hebrews chapter 11. Um, We are talking today about Abraham again. Uh, the last episode, we talked about Abraham and kind of the journey to get him from being Abraham, um, just the man, to being Abraham, the father of nations. Um, and now we're going to talk about Sarah um, and Abraham and how they um, interacted, I guess, with one another and with God and um, how things worked out for them. And so this is going to come from chapter 11 of Hebrews, verses 10 through 12. That's not true. This is 11 and 12. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a good sign. All right, Carrie. All right. (laughs) Carrie, take Uh, it away. Starting at 11. (laughs) And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. That's a lot of descendants. A lot. Mm -hmm. That is. And I don't know why this just hit me um, because I've read this a gazillion times, even in the last two hours. But um, (laughs) where verse 11 says, um, or 12, excuse me. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead. Like, I love yikes. it. <laughs> I love that. And he yeah. as good as dead. Good as dead. <laughs> I mean, this man is old. <laughs> yikes. Oh my I mean, listen, I'm in my early 40s and I have teenagers and there are days where I feel like I'm old enough to be as good as dead. Can you imagine <laughs> being like biblically as good as dead? And having a baby? Oh my goodness! <laughs> a lot of that laughing would take faith here. right there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It either right. do life into you or really take you out. <laughs> then you really would be as dead as dead. So, uh. <laughs> well, we're gonna jump all the way back over to Genesis, um, and we are gonna start out here with Genesis. 15, and we're going to really kind of dig into the story of Abraham and Sarah here. So, Terry, do you want to start us out in 15? Mm-hmm. It starts okay. after this. Um, I'm just going to let that go. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. That's, wow. that's a lot of descendants. Mm-hmm. It is. 
especially for a man who was bold enough to say, look, you have given me no children, so a mm-hmm. servant in my household will be my heir. I mean, talk about, like, thumbing your nose at God. But, but he's reminding you know? God of the promise that God made to him. That's true. But he is, I mean, he's bold. Right. I agree. I agree. But he's as good as dead, so he's got to get some things done here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he ain't smoked yet. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Abraham's all, Abram still, sorry, is, you know, saying, okay, God, you've said that you're going to number my star or number my... (laughs) My descendants, descendants, like the stars, so what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? And so he tells Sarah, right? Did he tell Sarah this? Um, or not yet? Not yet. You know, you know what kind of, kind of keeps coming to me is the George Foreman, how he named all his kids George Foreman. George Foreman. <laughs> 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 I just kind of wonder if they're all named Abraham and then like you 27 over here. <laughs> oh my. Oh, oh that's funny. Oh, maybe not. You guys, let's get back. We were serious. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, we know that um, Abraham doesn't have any children. Sarah is barren. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife, which would have been um, just disgraceful mm-hmm. in this time. Right. Yeah. And so Sarah um, cannot has borne him no children, and so Sarah decides to take things into her own hands. And Sarah offers her slave to Abram um, to procreate. Right, Hagar is the name of the slave. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was common practice back then. Yeah, right. It is interesting that yeah. this is an Egyptian girl. She's not the same nationality as Abraham and Sarah. She's a foreigner. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But so pretty she, common at that point, right? To give your, if you couldn't have children. Right. So, yeah. It was written into marriage contracts frequently that when you were married, um, if the woman could not bear a child, then there were different options. Um, you could either divorce her, you could take on another wife, or you could um, have a concubine. And commonly, it was just that you would take a concubine um, because it was cheaper and there were fewer political ramifications to that. Mm-hmm. And the baby would actually be delivered into the wife's hands. And yeah. the, um, so the baby would be hers and she would take it from then and the, the mother would um, nurse it, you know, whatever. But it was never called the, the servant girl's baby. It would always be called you know, the, the, the wife's, the, the wife's, wife's mom. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So she was essentially just a surrogate is what she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, we give Sarah in our culture, we throw a lot of shade Sarah's direction, um, for jumping into this and, and giving Hagar to, um, Abraham. And, you know, we kind of, we have a tendency to dump on her because we're like, yeah. you know, why didn't you just sit and wait and trust? And this is what you should have done. Well, we have a couple of advantages. One is we know the big picture here. Yeah. Um, we've seen the overarching storyline here, and we know that he is going to provide a child through her. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
she's been barren for how many years? Like 70? Many years. Six years, yeah. So she, yeah, that would be a hard one to wrap your brain around. Okay, if a child, when? Well, all these years later, still no child. And right. so you bring up a good point, like in, in, in bringing it back to us, how do we know to wait on the Lord? How long do we yeah. wait on the Lord? How, yeah. how difficult is it to wait on the Lord when we know that he's promised us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I think as women. I mean, I'm a fixer. And so if I can only tell you the number of times that I have kind of just said, not necessarily audibly, but said, okay, God, I've got it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what you said. And so here, I've got your back. I'm going to handle this for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and all well, good while, help me. God's like, aren't we? Yeah. And God's like, sit down and shut up, lady. I don't need your help. I've got a plan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we do. We have a tendency to kind of look down on Sarah for this, but she was most likely just doing what was culturally appropriate. And and at this point, Abraham doesn't say this is coming from Sarah. God has not said at this point mm-hmm. that the line is going to come from Sarah. He just has right. said that Abraham is going to have the descendants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so maybe yeah. on her behalf, maybe she doesn't want to be in, stand in the way of that. So she figures better to help facilitate it than to be an obstacle to it. You know, her intentions could have been as simple as that. I'm his wife. I'm supposed to make sure he gets an heir. But that's taking on God's promise. That's really yeah. tricky, Angie. I do. I'm really understanding what you're talking about, and I can see myself doing something like that. Yeah. The, the problem is I'm appropriating what God's supposed to bring. Yeah. I'm not waiting on him. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And it's just so tricky to try to discern that, you know, or when do we wait on him? When do we not? When do we take steps? How do we move? Well, it's much trickier than it is here in these few sentences. Excuse yeah. me. I think it's like Angie said, um, the promise had gone to Abraham and Sarah had not been mentioned in that promise. We've right. always assumed, of course, that Sarah is his wife. It would, of course, it's going to come from her. But if I was waiting for years and years after my husband had been given a promise, I might start thinking, oh, maybe we didn't understand what God was saying. Yeah. Maybe, okay. yeah. you know, uh, these ways are available to us in our culture. Maybe we just assumed it was me. Maybe it's not going to be through me. Maybe, maybe it could have God's... been humility on her part. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. We don't know. Because it's not weird. Right. Yeah. You know the good what news for Abraham? Know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's, what's the good news? Well, just the good news to me, like for Abraham, is like, well, I don't have any kids yet. I'm going to live this year. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just was thinking about that. Yeah. I, I can't can't die yet, right? Oh, I know. That good. That's, That's an good. Oh, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Go ahead, Suzanne. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was just going to say we do know that um, he that Abraham is provided a son through Hagar, and that's Ishmael. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when Ishmael is born, there is a great amount of strife that occurs between Sarah and Hagar. Mm-hmm. 
um, which causes all kinds of problems, which is why we have a tendency to be like, Terry, you should have just sat back and waited um, because it causes issues. But um, God speaks to Hagar and mm-hmm. says, you know, it, it, it's going to be okay. You name him Ishmael. The Lord has heard your misery. Um, and then this is what it says in, in verse 12 of chapter 16. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. Well, how about that? How's that for a promise? Well, you know, you kind of think if I had gone through what Ishmael had to go through at that point, being kicked out of his home, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, eventually being kicked out of the tribe and sent on their merry way. um, And Sarah is not treating him nicely. She's uh, not loving him and not being kind to him or to uh, Hagar. I, you know, there's those are problems. You, you know, people go to counseling for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? Hagar started it. She despised Sarah first. <laughs> well, she Sarah did. is why? See, because she she was she, she got pregnant. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was she had the baby, baby coming. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I can just see that's kind of a teenage reaction but these you know who knows how old Hagar was right yeah it had to be 45 no I'm just kidding <laughs> I think she did have some issues she got pregnant and she and it made her despise Sarah it was like hey I'm the one having the baby here you know so right. you're not maybe, rule over me maybe she didn't even want to do that we you know we talked about right. before when they didn't. took a concubine that's yeah. it for you you're done that's all you have in life yeah. and she could have mm-hmm. despised Sarah for putting her in that position right you know? Yeah. Because once she was Abraham's, I doubt anybody else, she could have a relationship with anybody else. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, when, when Ishmael is born, Abraham is 86 years old. And then um, when Abraham is 99 years old, God appears to him um, in chapter 17. So that is 13 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, how's that for some quick math? So 13 years later, um, God appears to Abraham in chapter 17. Um, Terry, will you read that for us? Some Mm -hmm. spots there. Yep. Uh, Wait a minute. Okay, I have written down, sorry, that I am going to read 17.5 and da-da-da. Do you want me to start at 1? No. No, you can. I think we're good with 5. Okay, Sorry. Uh, No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. And then I'm going to. So this is where he goes from Abram to Abraham. God Mm -hmm. changes his name. It gives him kind of a new identity. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, I'm going to read 15 through 19. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations, kings of people. Um, Abraham fell face down and he laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Uh, Hmm. Then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. 
I will establish my covenant with him as, as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. Yeah, so poor Ishmael, oh, he is um, a wild donkey of a man, right. <laughs> straight from the Lord's mouth. He's a wild donkey of a man. He has been mistreated. His mother has been mistreated. His mother is angry at who is his birth mother is angry at the woman who would be raising him as his real mother. And then at the age of 13, when the Lord appears to Abraham, this is when circumcision comes into play as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he was God, that lucky. <laughs> you know, I mean, God tells Abraham, okay, so this is what we're to show my covenant with you. This is what, what you're going to do. And every man shall be circumcised. And so all of Abraham's people, all of his visitors that were staying with him, all of his servants, himself, Ishmael, they're all circumcised. Well, one, how would that be on the hospitality roster? Come into my home. We'll feed you. We'll, we'll give you somewhere to sleep. And we'll circumcise you. Like, I'd be going, I'm sorry, I'm staying with the neighbor, you know? Um, <laughs> so poor Ishmael is... Um, He's really kind of had it, you know, but then Isaac comes and that's when God says to Sarah, uh, God says to Abraham, Isaac is going to come through Sarah mm-hmm. and that's who the nations will come under. Right. Um, so and that's anyway. Well, and I think we have to assume it might be a big assumption, but up until this point, Ishmael has been Abraham's heir mm-hmm. legally. Um, and as far as everybody in their entourage knew, he was Abraham's son, firstborn son, and heir. Mm-hmm. Right. And up until this point, Abraham believed that too, right? Yeah. I kind of think so, because he's still oh, angling yeah. with God here when he says, well, how about Ishmael? If only Ishmael could get your blessing. Mm-hmm. So I think Abraham has related to Ishmael all this time um, as his heir. So kind of okay. We were talking before. No, we were talking off, and I was like, why was this the plan? Like, I don't even get why Hagar and Ishmael happened. Well, I don't think it was necessarily God's plan. I think it was what happens when man and woman take on God's job. You know, when they get involved in things that maybe they shouldn't get involved in, these are the consequences of, of man's involvement. Yeah, this is a real right. mess. Yeah, it is a real and a, mess. And it's a painful mess, too, yeah. from a lot of perspectives. And, yeah. and this is a mess that we are still dealing with today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the tribes of Israel versus Isaac mm-hmm. um, are still seen in the Middle East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and we will see them until the end of time. Of time. Until yeah. Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. The tribes of Ishmael and Isaac will not be peaceful with each other. Yeah. So, so huge this is, consequence. Yeah. Yes. Thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's, I hope nothing I do will make that big of an impact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but we still see God's hand in it. And we still see that God is gracious to Sarah and gives her Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um and gracious to Hagar and to Ishmael as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. doesn't just toss them aside or brush them aside. He does provide for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So we we kind of move through here, and in chapter 18 um, of Genesis, there are three men who come to visit Abraham and Sarah. And um, the, it's the heat of the day, and Abraham sees these men outside of the outside of his tent and goes to offer them food and drink and shelter, and they're talking. Um, and it's, this was kind of a big debate between the, the four of us before we started recording here. Um, Terry, do you have this in your list of verses? No, but I'm there. We look at? Yeah. You kind of want to sum that up and, and hit some of the high points of chapter 18 for us real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, so Abraham sees him. He prepares a great meal. He knows that they're special and um, he, they spend a little time. And then uh, after everything is ready, the food and all that, the, the strangers say, where's your wife, Sarah? Then they, he says she's there in the tent. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him, and uh, basically she laughs. She laughs about it and says, um, after I'm worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abram, why did Sarah laugh? Will I really have, um, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Yeah, that's kind of a direct promise there, isn't it? Yep. That's yeah. She gets the sure real is. promise that she's the mom. She's yeah. going to be a mama. Although if I were, what, 80-something years old, I'm not sure how happy I would be about that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Even if I had been waiting for a long time. But their days were longer, you yeah, know, they, they, lived they lived a lot longer. So yeah. um, there's a little bit different. Yeah. But and to take away the um, stain oh, the, of being barren on her yeah. life. Yeah. It'd be would have been well yeah, worth it. Pretty incredible thing. Yeah. So it's right. Well, read, if we say, do you want me to read about the birth of Isaac? Yes. Yep. It's in chapter um, 21. Verses 1 and 2, and then I'll read verses 6 and 7. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Sarah then said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Yeah, so, so this is a different type of laughter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a laughter of joy instead mm-hmm. of a laughter of mocking. Yeah. Um, like she did to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now, before we started all of this, we had some debate about what kind of faith Sarah actually had. Um, Because in chapter 11 of Hebrews, it says, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing years, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. But we see all kinds of things that don't show that she had a lot of faith. 
Um, we see a lot of things that show that she took things into her own hands and that she was not trusting that. I mean, she's laughing when the the men and, and the Lord are in the tent and says, you know, oh, yeah, well, I'm old. Like, how are you going to, are you, you know, are you for real? Um, but then she's mentioned here that she, by her faith, and her faith in her husband and her faith in the Lord that she was enabled um, to bear children. So I think it just shows that no matter how much we screw up and no matter how much we take things into our own hands and how we are not able to see the big picture, our faith is still notable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can make mistakes, and God still covers that. Mm-hmm. Because his plan won't right. be thwarted by anything that we do. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. that's a big deal that's something big to remember I think that um, we're not expected to be perfect none of the people in Hebrews 11 here are perfect no one in the Bible with the exception of Jesus is perfect yeah. um, but everyone has really an impact some big mistakes too not just little mm-hmm. Italy things but you know they were liars and cheaters and adulterers and I mean murderers they were big these were big things um, yeah. And yet God still was able to extend grace to them. Well, because mm-hmm. of their faith, not because of what they did or right. acted in, because yeah. of their faith in God, it was credited, credited to them as righteousness. Yeah. They didn't have the righteousness. Yeah. You know, they weren't, none were perfect, like you said, mm-hmm. but it was credited to them. Yeah, none of us so has we, righteousness on our own. No. Right. right. Our righteousness comes through Jesus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they didn't have Jesus at the time. Right. So I think they're crediting their faith as yeah, righteousness. As righteousness. Which is interesting. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay. Whew, that was a lot to chew on. That's a lot. That's a lot to talk to. And we really just zipped right through it. That's too. what I was going to say. Yeah. We gave the abbreviated, <laughs> condensed version. We did. We had we so many arguments before we did this session. It was really fun. <laughs> not episode. Before we did this episode. And it was good because it was like, no, not, nope, he's not here. He's here. And it was like, <laughs> we were detectives. We were awesome. Yeah. We were yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Good. Yes. For sure. Hunting through the Bible. That's always fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love Exciting. It. Yeah. It is. All right. Well, does somebody want to close us out for this episode in prayer? Great. Thanks. Okay. Father, we praise you and we give you honor and glory. We thank you so much, Lord, that you have given us your word with all these wonderful stories about the people who have known you and followed you for thousands of years. Father, we thank you that you have portrayed them as real people with real issues and real problems, just like ours. Mm -hmm. Nobody was perfect, um, and they did the same kinds of things that we do. They tried to get in the middle of things. They tried to help you out. Um, Father, I know I've been guilty of that plenty of times. But Father, I thank you that you've given us um, the truth of how faithful you are, um, and that even when we're not, you are always faithful. Mm -hmm. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us about um, all the people that have gone before us. Um, I think that encourages us that you have walked with them and loved them, even in their imperfections, and that you walk with us and love us just the same. So, Father, thank you. I pray that 
you'll let your word go deep into our hearts and let it reveal some truths to us. Help us to see how we do try and get in your way or how we do get in your way sometimes. Um, and increase our faith, Father, so that we can learn to walk one step, one step at a time, trusting in you, that you've got the bigger picture, you've got the bigger plan, um, and that we don't really have to worry about that. We just need to stay close to you. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>